Blog Talk
Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. This is your host, Ravenda, with MZNND Radio on Blog Talk Radio, and we are having such a smooth jazz evening. For those of you who wanted to just start off the night before you start partying on a relaxed mode, you know, ending that five-day work week, this is the perfect time to come in and relax because we have a terrific guest and some great music for you today. Um, tonight's guest is Adrian Norton, who is a member of the band Phase 2. And um, they are a really great band. Um, they've been around since about, let's say about in the 90s, and they've been providing smooth jazz sounds um, in D.C. for quite some time and then, you know, traveling from here and there and appearing in a lot of different venues. And they've also been in the Capital Jazz Festival that you guys are probably getting uh, notices from on Facebook. And they actually won back in 2005. Um so I want to welcome my guest and let him tell us more about Phase 2. And thank you so much for coming in, Adrian. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Wonderful. I'm glad that we were able to get this interview going because I know we've been trying with your busy schedule and mine. So I'm glad to be able to get you um, seated for a minute. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, everything's going back and forth for a minute. So um, can you start off by just telling us how the band um, came to be, the group that it is today? Uh, well, you know, we originally started in, like, 95, uh, all the Mark Atchison, the keyboard players, uh, and uh, Orrin Gilliam. They called me to, uh, they said they was forming a band. So the, the first name of the group was Forecast, was, uh, the number four K-A-S-T. And uh, we kept that going for a couple of years, and then, you know, our bands go, people come and go and leave and come in. So we reorganized, uh, me, uh, my our business partner, Steve Perkins, the percussion player, and our former guitar player, uh, David Prince. We reformed the band in uh, 97. It was called uh, Phase 2. So uh, we've been rolling that Phase 2 ever since. And naturally, you know, with bands, uh, members come and go, but our current uh, current band is uh, pretty solid. We got a keyboard player named Trindle Thomas, uh, sax player uh, Brent Burkhead, who is a crazy on sax, um, drummer Derek West from Freeman, and we alternate with uh, J.R. Trust on drums, too, and uh, Baltimore guitar player by the name of Kevin Powell Senior plays uh, guitar now. And we have a vocalist, too, uh, to use off and on, uh, Steve, Baby Boy, Williams. So we do R&B, you know, we can do some R&B, too. We're not strictly just a, a smooth jazz band, but we kind of give it that funk twist to it. So we call it, like, jazz funk. And uh, we got three uh, CDs out. Uh, Options came out in 2000. Back Talk in 2004. And then we just released uh, a live CD, DVD. Uh, it's called Live and Uncut. And uh, all that's on uh, CD basis. You know, I can get or purchase the CD. Okay. So everybody look them up on CD Baby on the Phase 2. Yeah. And uh, you'll be able to get their CDs there. You said Options. And what was the other one? Options is the first one. That was uh, that, cut, that song you just played was Fourth Magic. That was the first cut off of uh, Options. And we have Back Talk. That, like I said, 2004. Then we just released... Uh, Live and uncut uh, CD. You get a CD and a DVD. And oh, that's the, uh, good. 
Yeah, you can see Andy. Well, yep. I also have um, options listed on the front page of my show page, um, okay. taking people to the uh, Amazon link, and um, the other options are uh, the other CDs are available also on Amazon. So if everybody wants to get a quick link to there, just look on my front show page, and you'll be able to find it. Right, they can go to our website www.phase2jazz.com, and we got a buy link on there to take you to the CD baby page. Wow. So now, what's the total amount of members in the band again? It's six in the band, musically, excuse me, and then, uh, like I said, the vocals. So, when, you know, with the uh, engagement calls on them, we use vocals. So, six, maybe more, no more than seven. We've got to get that full sound. Okay. Now, are you um, on the label? Oh, no, we uh, we do it ourselves, independent. We have uh we do it our own thing, phase two publishing. You know, so That's cool. Did you have interest in joining any type of indie labels? Well, we have to see what, you know, see what they got doing, how they're going to promote it, what's, you know, how they're going to work out, because sometimes you get those guys, and they don't really do, do any uh, anything for you, really, and you just kind of like just in limbo, which you could actually do yourself. Right. Gonna promote you. The only thing is have a good marketing and promotional team. You know, that's be a really trying to put together a strong uh, marketing promotional team and the musical sale. If it's good, it's gonna mm-hmm. sell. Definitely you know, will. Now with their website, uh, internet now you got a whole bunch of internet sites for independent people. Man, they get your uh, your music heard. A lot of people click on it because you know they're just looking for something new and fresh. You can't get it off the radio. We don't have any smooth jazz stations in Washington and uh, Baltimore. They all they went under. You got to yeah, no, very few. Yeah, it's very few, and it's good that you also do R and B too, so that you can still reach the urban stations and you know mm-hmm. yeah. for music like that. Because at least you can get it in there, and then yeah, that I'll, people I'll, will follow you along with that. Yeah, because our first two song, uh, CDs have a couple of vocal pieces on them. And the live one was actually was just a band, so we just the intention was to do a DVD, but the audio came out so good, we just went ahead and did a CD too, you know, like a bonus. Oh, okay. Well, um, so let me just ask you, um, how have you toured a lot throughout the United States in the in the history of your band? Well, we've been. We've been East Coast, far south. We've been in uh, what North Carolina, South Carolina, and then north, far north. We've been in uh, North uh, New York, upstate New York, mm-hmm. and then we've been to uh, West Virginia. There's a casino in Charlestown. Matter of fact, we're playing there tomorrow night. Uh, okay. Charlestown Casino, and uh, we've been to Philly a couple times. You know, up and down in Baltimore, Washington corridor, and Virginia. Delaware, Mid Atlantic. Uh, How about the we West Coast? to travel, you know. Hey, have you been to the West Coast? Oh no, not playing. No, I would love to do it, but we haven't been to the West Coast. Playing. Music's out there though, because uh, the friend of mine, uh, Pamela Black, works at KUMV in Las Vegas. She has a radio show, and she she has us out there playing, so we getting some spin out there for her. She's a good matter of fact, she's a friend. She's the one to turn me on to the jazz queen. Okay. 
Yep. Now, tell us about the cruise. Uh, how did you get connected with Capital Jazz? Uh, we did the Jazz Fest, and uh, we won the competition in 05, which is called the Capital Jazz Challenge. So we automatically got to come back the next year, and, and Cliff Hunt had an idea to use a band as a house band for the competition. And that way he had to worry about people from wherever they were uh, sending their tapes and stuff, and they got the call to come. They would have to just show up, and the band was already there. So we did that for two years, and it went over pretty well. And uh, I think it was 2006, uh, Kim was late for for the Capital Jazz. He closed, and they had a lot of dead time in between Kim and uh, foreplay. So they got us to come back and play again. We played for like 35 minutes to keep the crowd entertained until Kim and the guys were ready to go. And I think wow. I think as a favor, uh, Cliff Hunt, that's the guy that's in charge of Capital Jazz, he put us on that first cruise. Like it was like a month and a half to go before the boat left, and he's like, "Yo, y'all guys want to do the cruise?" He's like, "We want to do the cruise. That's like a paid vacation." So we we jumped right on it, and uh, yeah, we had a good time. So then last year he got us to do it again, and we backed up Earl Johnson, who was a contestant. I think it was 2009. Yeah, he was a contestant in 2009. And uh, so he brought him back. He's to L.A., so naturally trying to bring a band, you know, that kind of costly. So he's like, well, we let you play with Phase 2. So we did our thing, and Earl did his thing right on the pool top. <laughs> Man, he just got on. I mean, they had so many musicians and artists on the boat. It was ridiculous. Especially last year, it was it was it was phenomenal. You know, Candy Dolphin, Rick Broad, Jonathan Butler, Patty Austin, Kim Waters. I mean, you just go down the line, and they are uh, Joe Sample, Najee, and wow. all of them. Most of the guys are cool, you know, real mm-hmm. nice guys. Yep, real nice people. Wow. Well, that sounds like a, a really nice trip. I know um, I saw the, the promotion for the Classic um, Jazz Festival uh, for June the 5th in D.C., mm-hmm. and in October they're doing the cruise, which is right. about seven days, right? Seven yep. days. And um, and they have a really, really great lineup on there. So you are in some great company, some really this great company. They're leaving out of Miami. They're not leaving out of Baltimore. They're leaving out of Miami, is she? Are you going to hang out in Miami for a little while before you go on the cruise? <laughs> well, we haven't got the we haven't got the okay for the cruise, but we're on the Jazz Fest. You know, June fifth, we we open the show, the main stage. Uh, we open that show for uh, Let Us See Brian Carlson, uh, Gerald Albright, Lee Ruttenhauer, yeah, Bobby Johnson, and uh, the uh, female. Tina Marie, Tina Marie is in there, and Gladys Knight, and yeah, um, yeah, all those are probably. I think Gladys is Friday. Tina Marie. On Sunday, we play on Saturday. She's on Sunday because I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I don't think I'm going to make the the entire event. I think um the fifth I have to be here for a conference, but uh okay. I'll try either the the fourth or the sixth. So just tell me which one you're six. playing Do on. We playing on the fifth. On the you're on the fifth. Yeah, we playing with uh it's a new thing he started. 
he scrapped the competition because uh, he said no. He, he was mad because people weren't getting recognized and people getting signed for winning the competition. I said, well, that's that's not something that you really ought to worry about unless you have it hooked up in there that the person that wins gets an opportunity, you know, to, to talk down, talk to some labels or maybe get a deal. But it's on the individual to take the next step, you know, after they win that. Um, Competition, you know, trying to market himself, well, he kind of gets frustrated, and uh, a lot of people are kind of upset that he's uh, not doing it this year. But you know, that's the way it goes. So he came up with an idea called Catch a Rise and Star. Mm-hmm. So we actually going to open up, and we're going to back up uh, BK Jackson, uh, Althea Renee, and uh, Lynn, Re- Lynn Roundtree. This is a sax, a sax player, a blue player, and a trumpet player. They're okay. real hot too. So wow. we're learning the music right now, yeah, and we'll probably get with them like the day before the show, run through the, you know, run through the set, go ahead and knock it out. The main thing wow. is to get exposure and get seen. You're talking about thousands of people. This is a big event. Now, you, when, you're, when you were on the cruise before, you got to stay in the entire time. Did you perform every day, or how many days did you have to perform? Stay one day. Wow. Yeah, it was, like I said, it was a vacation. <laughs> we played one day and just got the and, and it was so many musicians on the boat uh, from the D.C. area we normally don't get to see each other play because everybody's working uh-huh. so it was a real treat to get to hang out and watch you know that you know get down and then when you did your thing everybody was out there supporting it was number of love on the boat and they were doing a lot of you know backing up people like uh, spur of the moment it was like the house band. They played with a lot of people, and then they had another group of musicians that they had put together that were backing up people too. So, like Sanborn and Rick Brown and all those Candy Duffer, they didn't have a band. They used the, the musicians that were put together, you know, by uh, Spur and Wayne Bruce and them that put these musicians together to uh, to back people up. Our percussion player even got the uh, opportunity to play with uh, Patty Austin. Wow. And uh, with Rick Brown because they didn't have a percussion player. And, you know, the guy was like, yeah, man, come on. So he went to the rehearsal and he got to play with them. And, I mean, yeah. you wouldn't even know. If you didn't know that you saw the same guys playing, that you thought it was their band. That's how tight they were. Wow. A list of musicians in the area that was on the boat. Mm-mm-mm. So just getting on there was one opportunity, but also being able to to play with, you know, those other artists. That that just mm-hmm. had to be like really incredible. And, and at night, at twelve, at twelve at night, like four nights out of the the uh, six nights we were on there, they had this jam session, and that was like the the premier thing on the on the cruise at night if you could stay up. And it was twelve <laughs> to two, and I mean everybody. You know, you had your list you signed, and you, know, you even had the guys, the, the, the world-class people came in, you know, they jammed, everybody. And it was it was off the chain. Well, you know, I'm thinking about going to the cruise myself in October now. Tell me, if uh, if all these people are going to be there, are they? do they just have their own side of the cruise ship that they can hang no, out no. at? <laughs> no, you, I'm going to tell you, my wife and her girl, yeah. Some of the ladies that was with us, you know, with the band Wild and Girl Series, they mm-hmm. were in the solarium. It's like an indoor pool, just chilling. 
Uh-huh. And Jonathan Butler jumps in it and swims around the pool with him for a minute and then leaves out. So you can see, you know, they, you run into anybody on the cruise at any time. Everybody's moving. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to go. I'm just trying to go get my nails done and sit next to Gladys Knight. <laughs> I heard that. Now, the Jazz Fest, most of the artists at the Jazz Fest, when they finish performing, they have this vendor area in the back of the uh, – in the woods, they call it simply in the woods. That's where the second stage is. Mm-hmm. They have uh, a booth set up there. It's like a makeshift. Uh, Kent Mill Records has everybody's CDs and stuff performing. And when they finish, they sit there and they take pictures and sign autographs right there. Really? Oh, I know yep. I'm going. Yep. I don't care how everybody. much it costs. <laughs> wow. Yep. I hope it's not too late to book some people. I know some other folks that want to um, go on there. Um, so I'm going to look into it. I had the phone number to the person to call, so I'm going to check that out. <laughs> it, won't hurt, it won't hurt to make a phone call. You know, you never know. I know. Wow. And then it's always next year. That's right. Yeah, so well, I'm going gonna, to go ahead and play another one of your songs. This one's called Kara. And when we come back, I want you to tell me um, if that is related to a person or what is the reason for that song, like the inspiration, okay? So I'll be right back after Kara. Okay.
right? And that was Kara from Phase 2. And um, for all of you who are just popping in, we are talking to Adrian. He is one of the members of the group, um, the band, and we were just talking about his wonderful experience on the Classic Jazz uh, Festival and Cruise. And um, now I'm going to ask you, Adrian, can you tell us what is the background of that song, Kara? Well, the percussion player, that's a, that's a song he wrote. I think that was uh, somebody he knew, a good friend of his or something, he named the song after. And uh, we just got that Latin flavor, so that was the song he wrote. He named it Kerr. So I don't know the true story behind it. I don't want to tell you no falsehood, but I know the percussion player wrote it. Steve Purpose. And I okay. guess somebody named Kerr that he knows. That I, <laughs> Now, have you written any of the songs? I wrote something on the uh, Back Talk CD. I collaborated on the first one, on uh, Bailey's Groove on the first CD, but uh, the second CD, I wrote two songs. I wrote uh, Smooth as Silk and uh, Linda May, the song I wrote after my own godmother that passed from cancer. Mm. Uh, but the third, and the third CD is actually live, so it's a mix of couple of songs from the first CD, second CD, and then a couple of newer pieces uh, that's on there. Okay. Now, Billy Group, I played that on my website last year, and I actually put that into the wine and cheese jazz sessions that I used to do on Sundays. Okay. And uh, people really liked that song. Um, and I liked it using it as a background for my business site. Um, uh-huh. when I'm redoing the business site, so I'll probably – put that back on there, but um, it really just fit in with, you know, whatever I was trying to do, and um, I just really like the, the style of your music, you know, so uh, how do you promote yourself? I uh, appreciate it, glad you like it. Uh, well, we, we, uh, we use the Facebook naturally, and uh, we on, uh, like I said, Yahoo, not Yahoo, um, City Baby, and then we on a few other sites, it's a site called uh, Unsigned. And it's another site, uh, oh, man, it's the name of the site. But it's a couple of other sites my, on MySpace, we on MySpace. And uh, normally you just do it, you know, that way because we don't really have a marketing, promotional type of uh, team or management. So you just got to do it the, the economical way, you know, as far as what we can do because mm-hmm. you know, a lot of that stuff, you don't have the paper. You won't get a that mass major uh, promotion and marketing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, money. So we just try to do it the economical way and then just play and then word them off too. So and then get the exposure on the, uh, the nice the nice gigs. You know the the Capital Jazz Fest, the Jazz Crew, the Barbecue Battle, and playing at uh, the nice summer uh, events down here in DC. Cause in DC in the summertime, there's always something going on. Well, get on with some major, uh, uh, nice major marketing promotion push. Maybe could get us out there, you know, get us over that hump. Well, I can help you a lot with your promotion. You know, we we help a lot of artists. That's why we work specifically with indie artists because they need the most help. And we'd be happy Uh to, um, you know, talk with you about something working with your budget. Um, right. We don't just throw something out at you, but we prefer to just 
find out what your budget is, and then we can work around that to see what we can do for that amount and um, mm-hmm. get you out there. And I can also get you uh, booked on some other interviews because we had a lot of uh, blog talk radio hosts that I'm associated with that love jazz, and they do a lot of shows on on jazz and R&B. Actually, I was just listening to one earlier, um, uh, Prince Nelson, you know Prince, the Prince. Yes. <laughs> His sister actually has a um, oh, a, really? a, a blog talk radio show. So what I'll do is send a um, little package over to her so she can schedule you for an interview. And then I have a lot of other people that um, that I, I'm pretty much friends with. So I can get you booked on some more interviews. And they like to circulate the music in their playlists. So, okay. and and then of course we have um, some jazz things going on in Philly this this summer. I could certainly book you for um, some of those events too. Um, one of my associates, uh, James Dennis, he has a, a club that he does a lot of events in called the Cleft Club, and um, it's pretty much like a nonprofit uh, uh, organization that kind of like reinstitutes jazz music in the youth and so they provide uh music lessons they also provide um you know uh shows to raise money for you know whatever is going on there and they also um you know have a place for musicians and go rehearse oh really? so yeah and it's right okay. in the middle of the art district for philadelphia so you know that'd be a great place for you to do some um maybe we could do something on a, a regular basis sounds good to me you know, that we have a lot of different places out here. We got Chris's Jazz Club. We got uh-huh. um, Warm Daddies. We got okay. Uh, we could also uh, put together an event too. You know, so I could help you with a lot of that stuff. Cause you're not that okay. far. You only about that's like, that's like yeah. two hours, two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. that's not a, that's not a distance. You don't even have to fly nothing. So okay. at some point, when you get to where you can go further, you know, I'm. Um, we could put you in uh, other places. Maybe we can send you to Chicago or something. Or um, definitely, I have a friend who's in Vegas who um, uh, does events a lot. So you know, I could talk to her and see what we could do about getting you in Vegas too. Hey, let's make it happen. Yeah. Good. Like I said, we've done. You know, we've got a pretty much a pretty good name in this, in this area. So you know, it would be nice to branch out. And do some other things in you know other cities that people hear sound, you know. Oh yeah, I know. So well, sometimes it's easy to do stuff that's local, you know. But um, uh, I know a lot of artists that kind of get stuck being in their hometown. Doing they they've done mm-hmm. like every club in their town, and right. it's like you know they you you have to build out. So you get more fans because people have, at some point will get tired of listening to the same. You have to keep coming up with something fresh. Right, right, right. You know, people want to stop coming to hear the same thing, you know. So, but how often do you guys put together a CD? Well, we were on it. We were trying to keep the the the, 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 the four year body because, like, when you do an indie, man, you you don't have any pressure to, uh, to put something together real fast, just you know, to satisfy the uh, the label. So. You can right. take your time and, and, and make something nice so when people get it, it's like, oh, okay, it's not a CD where you put it in and then they, okay, listen to this song for a minute or two and skip to the next song. They can actually just put it in and let the whole thing play because you took your time and effort to put a real nice project together with most, you know, with all the songs and, you know, 
quality songs. You can tell it's not no not a song that was made in a day or two and just thrown together and thrown on the CD because you had a deadline. I know. Yeah. And you you get to keep all your publishing, too, so you don't have to share Mm -hmm. none of that with somebody because when when you, uh, you know, when you get out there where you're on the radio a lot and you're getting those royalties and all that, you don't have to share that with a label Mm because usually they take all that and they try to put you in a hole because we were talking about that the other Mm -hmm. day, how a label is basically like a bank. It's just, you know, it's just lending you money to do your work. Yep. And you got to pay the bank back you before you get to see your profit. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what, I, that's what all people don't understand. Right. And, they go spend that money up write, and they can't do something. If you don't write and produce your own stuff, you'll be in the poorhouse. That's right. And, you know, a lot of people still hearing their own music on the radio, and mm-hmm. they're not getting a dime for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Only if they perform it somewhere, they could get paid. But I mean, after a while, I mean, you you know, you can you can't go but so many places to, to really right. perform. Some people are. Just I mean, the, your show has to be knocking out the box. You know, where people are coming to not that show that they're gonna pay that money. But um, who was on the radio? I mean, TV. It was um, Chili, TLC. Talking yeah. about what happened to them. Oh yeah, they got really. Yeah, good. they got. Because I guess a lot of people did. Even Tina Marie. She did an uh, interview on another person's show, and mm-hmm. she was saying how all those songs that I, the ones that we love the most, like the ones that are classics for us, yeah. she don't even get nothing for them unless she performs it. That's horrible. It is. She got taken advantage of, and um, mm-hmm. and it's still going on. You know, they still take advantage of people, and um, a lot of people just need to be educated and um, I know that it's a, it's a lot of organizations that are putting, you know, like um, webinars and, you know, uh, seminars and all kind of educational mm-hmm. things together. Yeah. And now there's a school called um, uh, Full Sail. It's in Florida. And they have, they used to do like film education, you know, making a movie, directing and stuff. Well, they got a whole music category now where you can learn how to either be a, you know, engineer recording engineer, or you can learn artist management, and you can learn a lot of other things about the music business on your own. And one of my um, artists actually went to that school and because he was an engineer, and he wanted to learn about the business itself because he didn't want to get taken advantage of. So right. now he has the education behind him so he, he can make better decisions when he comes and in touch with other people when, because they come at you with the flashy this and flashy that, talking about all this money. But you, if you're poor and you're hungry and you haven't yeah. done nothing and you made a dime in like three months, right you're just going to say whatever. You yeah. know. Yeah, that's all you so you can take it. But yeah, yeah. That's, that's a great note for them to have that school. That's, 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 that's fine. Well, we have somebody that's trying to call in and ask a question at a 704. So let me get, let me get a minute. Hello. Yeah, what's you with you? How are you doing tonight? And who is this? Hold on one second. Let me take out the speakerphone. Yo, this is Wash from Carolina. How are you? You have a question? I'm good. You know, I'm good. Doing my underground thing. Not making it underground yet, but you know, I'm doing my thing. Being white, being my thing. Okay. Well, we have a guest in tonight from the band, uh, the jazz band, Phase 2. Did you have a question for him? Jazz band, the Phase 2. 
I'm trying to keep to myself as much as possible being underground because I realize that for myself being underground, I can't be underground until I become underground. I can't go above ground until I take a risk of going back underground. Does that make sense? Word? Makes sense. But, um, you know, we're talking to our jazz guest today. No, man, on that jazz stuff. That's Stevie yeah. Wonder Jazz. No, this is crazy. Yeah, that's, dude, that's, that's, that jazz is what brought music to where it was today. Okay. Yeah, that's how I feel about it, because if it wasn't for jazz music, if it, if it wasn't for the old, uh, uh, well, not Homer, but the Greek Bible and shit, I forgot what it's called, they wouldn't have hearts and shit that would make the jazz music to where it was today to do the celebrations for whatever the apocalypse fell, or the whatever the Jews fell, whatever his name was in English class. You know, that celebration of music and feasting that they did back then, that's the kind of shit that the jazz came up on the celebrations leading on to the A.D. to B.C. era, and that's a lot of big music going through there, a lot of different uh, religions, Buddhism, calming, melody, melody music, and then there's also a lot of different music coming from every continent around the world, and you're going to find every kind of music in every single continent wherever you go inside the world. It's basically like going to New York City to find drugs. You can find anything. Right. Well, thank you so much for calling in. We appreciate it. Uh, all right, so we're back. Now, we have, like, about 19 minutes, so I'm going to play another song called Surrender Your Heart, and then we'll be back with Adrian.
Oh, yeah, that was definitely really smooth right there. I like that. I could just sit back and just chill with that. That's nice. (laughs) Well, while I was listening to that, I was checking on Block Talk to see, like, how many shows are out there that have, um, you know, the background of uh, jazz for their their entertainment. And um, it's it's over a dozen. So I can keep you busy with that. Sounds good. Well, no, these are like all the Block Talk radio interviews that I can get you. And now, oh, you're talking that, about interview? Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah, we can get you a lot of interviews. And then, um, uh, what I'm going to do over the evening is uh, look into the other, you know, places that we have that um, support jazz. How often do you think you'd be able to come up this way to Philly and Jersey area? Ah, uh, I guess you know, maybe once. Month maybe, you know, depends on how how uh, it benefits towards us coming up there, you know. Cause okay, you travel, but you know you gotta make it worth guys' while to make the ride. So you know, you gotta uh, right. got five well, guys. I gotta bring with me. I can't play by myself. So <laughs> well, yeah. we're looking to see what we can start off and uh, try to work our way through the through, through the crowd. Like we also have um. Um, some places in Atlantic City too, so oh, yeah. you know, okay. yeah, Atlantic City has a, a lot of love for jazz. So okay, yeah, I know it. Like I said, I know it would be easy to get to get guys to go along and make it worth the while. That's all. Well, we'll work on that. Traveling like that, and you know, guys. Yeah, know. of course you got to cover everybody. So I mean, we know we know how it goes. Right, right, right. <laughs> So um, tell us um, what what you like. You probably talked to the other guys about these types of things, but where did where do you see your your band and your career going? You know, in the next coming years. Well, I'd like to see us getting some airplay and, like you said, maybe traveling out of town and doing some high profile better gigs. You know, well, not better gigs, but going to different cities and, you know, just spreading our music around and letting them hear our sound. Cause like you said, you know, a lot of people here is down here, they already know. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's, it's it's so bogged down with, with, with good bands here, you know, it's not it's not easy to separate uh, yourself and your sound because, you know, you got most cities got a, a sound that they have with their music. So if we could take our sound and go, somewhere else, and then, you know, it'll be like a new sound, you know, mm-hmm. in another city. And like I said, you start another fan base and move some some product. The only thing is the CD's not doing you any good in the box. I know. Well, we got to move you, we got to move you up north. <laughs> we'll put you in New York and Philly. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe even Connecticut. Um, some other places that I, I have some friends in that um, I'm going to have them look around, help me get you some some stuff up north because I know you want to get out of the the south. Yeah, we just like we like to move, travel. You know, like I said, if it's beneficiary to us to make that move, then mm-hmm. we all for it. Absolutely. Yeah, we all for it, and especially playing in front of a new new audience and you know a new vibe. So. Now, do you ever have female vocalists working with you? Yes, we do. We have we have one 
uh, on our first CD, her name was Miriam Wright. She actually used to be uh, New Peaches for Peaches and Herbs. She did that for like five years. Really? Yeah, you know, Herbs is the original Herb, but he's had uh, quite a few peaches. And she oh, good now. Like, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, she was like a, with him for like five years. If you ever saw the, it's a video, um, I think it was shot in Pittsburgh. It's like a 70s, doo-wop, 70s earth uh, video with a bunch of groups. And uh-huh. the Herb is on that video, and she's, she, that's her. Marion Mary got spills. And uh, that's her in the video. Oh. All we thought it was one peaches. <laughs> nah, nah, it's been like three or four peaches. Uh oh. <laughs> so have you um collaborated with any other artists outside of what you've done with the classic jazz? Oh yeah, I I played on I recorded with about ten or twelve different artists. Gospel to gospel to jazz to R and B. Uh Matter of fact, I got a friend of mine, he's going to do a live Christmas CD this summer, so naturally when he gets finished, he can do his mixing and stuff, and it'll be out for Christmas, and it's gospel. And then another friend of mine, uh, J.D., he's doing an R&B CD, old classic R&B songs just covered over. And I play wow. bass on his, uh, on his CD. It's about to come out next month. So it's wow. a lot of work out here, and, you know, you meet people and, you know, the main thing is try to treat people right and you can play. They, they don't mind calling you and, you know, having you do some stuff. I know. That sounds, yeah, like a, sounds like a winner. <laughs> yeah, you just have, to be a, just have to be humble and willing to work, be easy to work with because the first thing you can be is arrogant, too arrogant. They don't want to mess with you. You can be the greatest musician, but if, if you're hard to work with, you won't get a call. Yeah, I know some people like that. They 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 have uh they have that attitude already, and they they mm-hmm. haven't even gotten to that place yet, or they just feel like they're too above everybody else, so they can be that way. Right, you know, right, everybody right. can't be Franklin. Everybody can't be, you know, um, uh, Stevie Wonder or whatever. So you just, yeah, I think it's always better to be humble. Yeah, right. It's they they Right, you know, so they've been Forty years. It's, it's so. a small percentage of them. It's not a whole lot mm-hmm. of them, and nope. there's nobody that can match them. Nope. It's to create your own. One of a kind. Broke the mold. That's right. That is absolutely people trying right. to copy them, but that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to copy. You know. That's true. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, and I, I appreciate you stopping by. And I know we're going to talk a little later, so I can. Um, you know, see how I can help you. But I want to end the show with another song that you have called uh, Favorite Guy, My Favorite Guy. And um, I'm going to play that out for the audience. Yeah, I love that song. I want to play that out for the audience. And I want to thank anybody that's listening into the show uh, for listening. And keep in mind, you can download this Blog Talk episode and play it on your iTunes or your iPod and keep it for your own pleasure and one of those nights when you want to chill out in the tub and, and relax, listen to some good conversation and some jazz. And we are here again with our guest, Adrian, from the group Phase 2. And we want to give a shout-out to all of our jazz lovers and also to Earl R. Johnson, Jr., who is one of our 
best buddies who we're going to have on the show again very shortly, and we'll be playing his music. And then also keep in mind that we are playing Earl's music, and we'll be playing Phase 2's music on our other radio station at uh, Indie Radio AM in Philadelphia on uh, WNWR 1540 AM on your dial. And uh, please be sure to catch that every Tuesday night at 6 p.m. And we are working on putting a jazz program together starting next month. So keep your ears and eyes open. And we're going to take the show out with my favorite guy by Phase 2. Thank you so much, Adrian. Thanks and, a lot. Uh, Appreciate you I will, Wonderful. And I will call you in about, say, 15 minutes. Okay. Actually, you know what? I think it's, I don't have your... I'm going to email you my number, and you call me. Okay. Okay? I'm All going right. To email, I'm going to email my number to you, and you call me, okay? Okay. But I'm not by, you know, a computer right now, but I, I'll call you later. Okay. Well, I'll be here. Okay. All right. Thanks a Take lot. I easy. really appreciate this. Sure. No problem. Let me go ahead and put this song on so everybody can start enjoying their evening. All right. Mm-hmm. 